Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. battles are spiritual in nature. Wiggins America. Welcome to Wiggins America. We've got a whole, whole lot because it has been a busy week, not only with elections, but with the Trump indictment and with many other things that are off the radar that deserve more attention than they're getting. They're going to get the attention today, this weekend on Wiggins America. But first, before we get deep into the Trump stuff, which we will in a way, I think we're going to talk about this in ways that you haven't heard yet. Everybody's saying the same things. I don't want to say the same things. I want to talk about some stuff that's not getting attention, like I said. But get this, weaponization Speaker McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, vows that Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, quote, will be held accountable by Congress over these Trump charges. What will that look like? We'll see. We're going to talk about all this stuff here on Wiggins America. So stay tuned. We'll dive in. We're going to give you some news that you haven't had yet, and that is the plan along with Old Roy and Trisha. The full cast will be here today, this weekend, on Wiggins America. But first. Wow. Wiggins America. What is up in Wisconsin? What a weird election day that was. It really reminds me of the midterms in 2022. Have we not learned our lesson? Well, I don't know. I, I think maybe we have. I don't know that the GOP has, or maybe the RNC is better better way to put it. Ronna McDaniel appeared on Fox News this week and had absolutely nothing to say again. She blamed abortion for being the reason that conservatives, because it wasn't really Republicans, it's not a race that you can declare your party in, but you had the conservative being Daniel Kelly and the liberal being Janet something, I can't pronounce her last name. She won, 
And uh, Ronald McDaniel went on Fox and said, well, that's basically because Republicans are bad at talking about abortion. Well, maybe maybe it's because you didn't spend any money on the race, Rana. RNC spent got outspent five to one on that race. Now, maybe you don't break that down by DNC, RNC, but Democrats and Democrat-aligned causes outspent the RNC and conservative-aligned causes by five to one. So what do you think is going to happen? It's a swing state, by the way. It swings back and forth. If you look back all the way back to November, remember November? It was not that long ago. You had a GOP senator elected in Wisconsin. So it's not as if conservatives are slipping away in Wisconsin. Don't let that narrative take hold. In fact, Daniel Kelly actually got more votes than the last time there was a Supreme Court election. It's just that there are more people voting in general. you got to turn out your side. It's actually one of the strongest points to me that you can make for Donald Trump over Ron DeSantis. And a lot of people are DeSantis fans. I am too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take sides here. I'm just saying that nobody's talking about the fact that, uh, well, they will, they will talk about DeSantis being uh, better for bringing in independence and the middle. They don't talk about the fact that Trump is better for turnout in general. Now he's better for turnout for Democrats, too. That's the problem. What will play out? I don't know. But there is a case to be made there that Trump actually is the better candidate just because he's going to turn out more Republicans. And if you can keep the base of Democrats depressed for a candidate like Joe Biden, you may have actually a better shot there. Don't know. We'll see. The point of this segment is simply to point out that abortion is a weird, weird issue right now. Why do I say that? Well, because conservatives are losing elections on the issue of abortion right now. With a U.S. Senate seat like Ron Johnson won in November in Wisconsin, that doesn't really have anything to do with abortion. So he wins. But when abortion is the main issue, which is what they made it with all that spending, by the way, the Democrats won the Supreme Court seat. <clears throat> it gives a new balance in Wisconsin, by the way, 4-3 majority. That's why it was such a big deal. So that could affect a lot of things, including the 2024 election, if election fraud or election issues, cases make their way to the Supreme Court in Wisconsin. That's not going to go well for conservatives or Republicans. However, the abortion issue. Why is that such a weird issue right now? Why is it so bad for Republicans? Well, because most of the time, big social change happens leftward. Think back to issues like, for instance, Obamacare. That's a big change to the way people have health insurance. That happened in 2008. <clears throat> well, what happened for the next 10 plus years? Republicans railed against Obamacare, not because people were so principled that they hated socialized medicine, but because it's sudden big change and people get afraid and they vote against it because they're afraid of the change. That's happening right now with abortion. It was a boom, big change in June of last year. Roe versus Wade was overturned. It's not that people are so devoted to abortion. Now, some are, of course. It's not that people are so devoted to abortion that they just can't stand the idea of an America without abortion. It's that it motivates turnout when there's big social change. And usually that benefits Republicans because usually it's leftward. In this case, take the win, guys. Uh, this is a great thing that Roe versus Wade was overturned. Now we're dealing with the ramifications of that at the ballot box where people turn against big social change. You want another example? How recently did California, California, vote against gay marriage 
2006. Can you believe that? The state voted against legalizing gay marriage. Then what happened? Quick change, quick change. And so you see a lot of laws and a lot of pushback now saying this is too fast. Not because people are really that principled, but because people don't like quick change. This happens over and over, and that is my thesis as to why that's happening. How long is it going to take? It could take 10 years, guys. This is going to be tough to turn out against these things. It's going to be tough for a presidential candidate, but that's what we're up against. Let's talk about Trump next on Wings America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Wiggins, Mexico was too hot, and Wiggins, Canada was too cold. Wiggins, America, just right. Man, Tuesday was a weird day. This is Ryan. I We were covering the arrest of Donald Trump, the arraignment of Donald Trump, the indictment, all of those things happening pretty much simultaneously. And uh, it was just odd because you're watching something that you know is going to be in the history books, and yet nothing was happening. Uh, it was a weird day. It was like uh, we call it tap dancing in radio because you never know when the president might just say, you know, start speaking. Uh, of course, the DA, Alvin Bragg, did speak and explained his 34 charges against Donald Trump. I, without bringing a, a separate guest, I thought, you know, I, I, there's some legal minds I wanted to bring on to break this thing down. That's already happened so much and so well that I don't know whether or not I need to do anything further than what we've done. I mean, that day, Brad Young, an attorney himself, was hosting the Annie Fry Show. Uh, I was in the room with him. We were breaking all of this down as it was happening. And I thought I, he, he, he did about five minutes that was the best legal analysis of what these charges are and why they're stupid. That I'm going to bring to you right now 
so that we can all be on the same page and talking about this. American Media Export. Wiggins, America. One of the things that we've talked about is how all of these 34 charges are misdemeanors, but they are being bootstrapped based upon the allegation that Trump violated federal election laws because he did not classify the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels as a campaign expense. You remember John Edwards when he ran for office? Yeah. That was, uh, I don't know, 10, 10, 2004. 2004. Okay. So when John Edwards ran for office, his wife was, I believe, battling pancreatic cancer. And while his wife was battling pancreatic cancer during the campaign, he had an affair with a staffer. And then that staffer actually bore his child. And what John Edwards did was he uh, he paid her a very large sum of money. But what's interesting is this. It wasn't John Edwards' money. Someone else donated the money through the John Edwards campaign in order to give money to, and I forgot her name as we stand here, Rachel something, and I forgot her last name, but gave money to the campaign to pay the mother of John Edwards' child. The Federal Elections Commission filed charges against him because they alleged that that money was a campaign contribution because it came from a third party. It was donated through the campaign and then was funneled for a purpose that they alleged, the the Federal Elections Commission alleged, was to hush things up so it didn't interrupt his campaign for the presidency. They ended up dropping those charges because the even in a situation where a third party donated the money, there was an understanding that he had other reasons to hush up the presence of his love child because of family situations, his relatives. It would be embarrassing. Your wife's dying of cancer and you're having kids with your campaign staffer. So there were reasons other than campaign-related activities, and so those charges were dismissed. So you compare that, fast forward to 2018, the Federal Elections Commission said, in this case with Trump, we don't have a third party, we don't have anybody donating money through a campaign, and there are other reasons you would want to hush up Stormy Daniels other than something related to a campaign, so we're not going to prosecute. So that, that seems very, very similar Except you don't even have a donor. Correct. So this seems like an an even lighter charge that the as far as the campaign donation, a which weaker. is what this whole thing It's a weaker, weaker case. That's what I mean. well, yeah. You said the John Edwards money was donated to the campaign, went through the campaign, and then into into the hands of whoever. Commistress. There's no allegations that this money ever entered the Trump campaign. None. Zero. So this but they are saying that this was Trump's money. Paid through the campaign. Paid through his attorney and listed as a business expense because Cohen Cohen paid the money. Uh, I think he mortgaged his house and paid the money before he was reimbursed. And then it was listed as a legal expense. So that's, that's the reason why the feds looked at this case and said, no, we're not going to do anything here. I mean, this is so far removed even from the John Edwards, which we couldn't prosecute that successfully. Why would we prosecute a weaker case than what we had with John Edwards? But that, and the reason why I wanted to go into those details is I wanted to demonstrate 
Th- those are the mental gymnastics that Alvin Bragg in New York, the prosecutor, had to go through in order to increase the 34 charges of a misdemeanor up to felony status. You're not helping this case, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought going into this segment, you were going to give, um, which you always do, very fair legal analysis. And you just did. How, I, I am giving fair legal however, analysis. That's kind of what I was expecting to hear the whole time, which is that these charges are bogus. I mean, they sound very, very bogus. The more you even dive into them. Exactly. And the deeper you get, the worse it gets for Alvin Bragg. And so when you compound that with the this idea that he campaigned on getting Trump, that's why I, I, I'm not going out on any sort of a legal limb when I say I don't see this ever going to a jury because you've got so many reasons to file motions to dismiss, motions to transfer, change of venue, change of prosecuting attorney, change of judge. There are so many pretrial options open to the Trump legal team that this is never going to go to trial. So the more he peeled back those layers, the more bogus it gets, right? Brad Young is a very fair guy with his legal analysis, too. That's why I was glad to bring that back uh, from Tuesday, his his look over the 34 charges. I think the one thing that I want to add to that that maybe isn't getting enough attention is that these charges were so stupid and well litigated by other, you know, this is, this is political stuff. This happens in pretty much every politician's career where they have to (laughs) maybe not pay off a porn star, (laughs) but a lot of them do. Um, But these campaign finance violations, this one is even a weak campaign finance violation. That's what's so crazy about it. That even the federal government looked at this back when we all were looking at this. Remember, we went through this as a nation. We went through the Michael Cohen, the Stormy Daniels stuff. We did it all together. As we were looking at that, so was the Biden administration. And their DOJ decided that this was not worth pursuing. Along comes Alvin Bragg, who ran on on prosecuting a political enemy, Donald Trump. He said, ooh, I realize that the voters here hate Donald Trump so bad that if I can put a noose around that guy's neck and run on that, I think I can win. And he did. And now he's doing it. These are the weakest charges that have ever been brought against anybody uh, for political purposes. I mean, there, there, there are political prosecutions and then there are criminal prosecutions. This is so weak. It's so weak. So I hope we're all on the same page after listening to Brad. I think he does a great job. Uh, we do have a little bit of a break coming up. I, it's been a long week. So I'm going to talk about something that is a little bit off the radar regarding uh, Aerosmith, Nirvana, and the Gorillas. You know that band, the third one? I know you know the first two. We're going to leak all those things together in the segment that's next. the deeds of a man is Shuffle in the gloom of the sick room And talk to yourself as you die Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming. So, you probably know that song, or you've at least heard it. I stumbled across something here that I want to play for you. I, I, I just, you know, a lot, most of the time just playing random bump music just because I like it. Uh, this one, I got a story that goes with it. That's the Gorillas, if you know anything about the band. They were popular in the mid. 2000s mostly they had a couple of hits that was probably the biggest one so that song stumbled across it's a crazy the things that are out there that you you never know but i found this this is one of the members it might be the lead singer of the gorillas i don't know because they they chopped it just to the main part that you needed to know so i don't know which member of the gorillas this is saying this but this is how that song came about now, most of the time, stories about how a song came about are interesting. If you like the song, if you don't, you don't care. But this one, <laughs> what he's got here, <clears throat> he's showing the interviewer that he's got this little, it's not quite a Casio keyboard. It's its a tiny little, it's almost like a more rudimentary version of a Casio keyboard because it doesn't have keys on it. You know, it has those those buttons you press that just has the pre-made beats that you can either learn to play to or you can change the key of them with a Casio keyboard. This one didn't even have that. It just had a couple of pre-made beats on it. And he said he picked it up at an estate sale or something. Here's the story. Listen to this thing. It just came like that. That's it. That's the preset. It's the Rock One preset. But <laughs> 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 it gets even more... Is that not crazy? I don't know why that struck me as so cool, but I'm going to play it again just so you can hear. Now, that's the that's the version that came on the, the preset. This is the real version. It's the exact same. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. And of course, you know the song from there, and I'll fade it out. So that I just thought th- that story was crazy. That it does once you hear it, you're like, yeah, of course, that's just a preset on a little fake keyboard. <laughs> that's amazing. I can't believe that that story's never been out there before, or that somebody hasn't stumbled across that preset because you know they use those things over and over and over again. That I get maybe it was just an old version that you you only pick it up at a. At an estate sale, like he was talking about. So, rock stories. Now, these are a, a diversion. We're, we're talking about the news, but I wanted to share just a couple of these stories, just as a little bit of a break from everything that's going on. Uh, Steven Tyler did an interview recently. Now, if, you're, if you watch what's going on with the history of Aerosmith, they're not in a great place right now. 
Uh, he's got some lawsuits against him. Steven Tyler does from people who said that they were underage at the time. Girls, I won't go into details. I think you know where that goes. <clears throat> but, there, you know, it, we'll see how the lawsuits play out because somebody also might just be doing a money grab. Who knows? But that's what's going on. And Disney has decided to shut down the rock roller coaster based on Aerosmith. And people are speculating that, oh, maybe they shut it down because of all these lawsuits. Who knows? It also is just an old roller coaster. If you've ever ridden it, they look 20 years younger than they are <laughs> because it's, that's when they tape the thing. <clears throat> so anyway, Steven Tyler is doing interviews and talking about heroin and talking about how ridiculously addictive it is and really how great it is, like how it, make, how it makes you feel. Uh, they, they pulled the quote from Ewan McGregor's character in the movie Train Spotting to say, take the best O you've ever had, multiply it by a thousand, and you're still no, nowhere near it. Now, I've never done heroin before, <clears throat> but if somebody describes heroin like that, you start to understand, wow, that must be super addictive because if you feel that good you're going to want to return to that average life i mean this is a commentary on drugs in general that if average life is that dull compared to that high you experience whether it's drugs or anything else of course you're going to get addicted to that thing that's why you you, you got to watch for addictions no matter what they are because they're so easy to find and they're so the moment of euphoria bliss that you get from these things it pornography included is is so much higher than average life that it's like you've got to keep seeking that high and you got to keep going deeper down that rabbit hole so steven tyler's talking about that and tells this crazy story of when he saw kurt cobain in an interview he said i saw the pain in kurt cobain's eyes in the very early 90s and later discovered that he was using heroin. So in a bid to try to help him, he said, I've been through these things. There was points that I had a band, one of the biggest bands in the world. I didn't even care. I was so addicted to heroin. Um, it says that right when it came out that Kurt was doing drugs, Steven Tyler called and wanted to help and said, quote, I told Kurt, holy blank, uh, Steven Tyler's on the phone. This is the interviewer saying this. Um, and wants to help you, can I give him your number? And he was like, Steven Tyler's calling me? This is Kurt Cobain now. Steven Ky Tyler got to be a junkie for 18 blank years. I've only been doing drugs for an hour. This all became public because Kurt Cobain had been doing heroin, but he was trying to hide it. He didn't want anybody knowing that he was doing heroin. He wasn't as he wasn't a public figure as much as he became. He didn't want to be a public figure anyway. So he denied that he was even doing it. And he said, quote, it's not my blanking fault that anyone even knows I did heroin. I've never talked about it. When I'm high, I'm real, just too obvious. That's why I've never gone out in public on it. I tried as hard as I could to keep it from everyone. I just hope to God nobody is influenced to do drugs because of me. So uh, that's where Steven Tyler steps in because people had realized he was bad at hiding it. Steven Tyler <clears throat> gives him a call. And Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic were with him, and they took him aside, and they said, look, Steven Tyler wants to talk to you. And so he did. He said it was a great phone call. He, he was ashamed that he, people even knew that he was doing that, but that he thanked, thanked him for the call. He said, please get into a program. Please, Kurt, get into a program. 
So he said, okay, I will, but I'm not even really doing drugs, so I'm not, I'm not going to keep doing it, so don't worry about it. Nine months later, Kurt Cobain dies. Interesting story. I just those those kind of things where you're like, I didn't even know Steven Tyler and Kurt Cobain would have ever crossed paths, let alone had this deep, rather intimate discussion about life and the nature of drugs. Interesting stuff. Well, uh, just because we're apt to, why don't we play this song on the way out? It goes a little like this. in my pocket. I am that glad to see you. Wiggins, America. This is Wiggins America. My least favorite guest of all is in studio. It is Old Roy. Old Roy, you are looking super old. Thanks. Uh, Let's talk, shall we? Yeah. Chat a bit. News story of the week. (laughs) I say that, and then I realize how many bigger stories there are than this. (laughs) Uh, But this one just, it came out of the blue. Some of this other stuff, you knew it was going to be election day on Tuesday. It's a weird election day because it's an April election. So, mm. I mean, did you even vote? I couldn't because the only things on the ballot around in your area, in my area, I'm I live in unincorporated. Oh, so I'm not a city resident. I don't get a vote for city council. So you could like only that. vote for uh, county stuff, probably. Right. Yeah. Well, there was a county race. Did you not vote? I didn't vote for the county. race. You didn't realize that you could, did you? No. Yeah, there was one. It it was pretty inconsequential i'll tell you that so you didn't miss much but um we're talking about illinois of course because we both live in illinois but also the trump indictment we'll talk about that in a little bit already have a little bit but i want to get your thoughts this one though is right up our alley because you've read the guy's book we've had the publisher on the show Mm -hmm. we actually almost had robert f kennedy on the show and he at the last minute had to cancel so we had to talk to the publisher i so wish that we could have had RFK yeah, on. Yeah, that'd have been huge. I mean, the dude's a presidential contender now. That's the story. Yeah, he has dropped his hat in the ring. <laughs> Biden gets another Democratic challenger as RFK Jr. files to run for president. This is a big deal, in my opinion, because we're talking about an actual challenger to Joe Biden if he decides to run. We still don't know, but RFK, can you imagine a debate stage? With him and Joe Biden and right now Marianne Williamson? That would be very odd. He would eviscerate them. He would. He's incredibly intelligent. <clears throat> um, but gosh, I don't, whoever moderates it isn't going to... Well, they would almost have to steer the conversation. Because if he's on the stage, it's because of one of two things. He's either raised enough money... Which is possible. I mean, he's he's a he's an insider, Washington insider, outsider insider. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other is that he's polling well enough. So in either case, 
the the issues that are closest to him are going to be at least part of the debate. Now, the, probably the, the majority of it won't be about that. But the vaccinations, COVID, how that was handled will come up. Mm-hmm. In that moment, I think everybody leans in and goes, ooh, what's this going to look like? Yeah. Because he can destroy, he can even destroy some Republicans on this. Because he has the facts. Dude right. knows what he's talking about. You read his book. It is not short. No. <laughs> no, it is a it is a long and tedious read in some cases, but it is. It's all it's all just full of, of data that it's hard to to counter. The the difficulty he has is that he's got enemies on both sides. Because <clears throat> he's a Democrat who doesn't play along. Mm-hmm. Um and then I don't I don't agree with him politically on on a number of things but but there there's this sense in a lot of conservative circles that that he's a, a kook cuz really? he's an anti-vaxer. Yeah, and in conservative circles? Oh yeah. No kidding. Yeah, he's and he's not really. He even says in the book he's not an anti-vaxer, he's an anti-unnecessary vaxer. Mhm. And um but he gets a bad rap because everybody always paints him as a, a weirdly enough he used to be considered a way out liberal mm-hmm. now he wouldn't even be allowed in those circles because he's an environmentalist right yeah like right. He, he was like greta thunberg environmentalist yeah but intelligent <laughs> yeah so he's he's uh he's got enemies on both sides and this is this is kind of sad to say, but I think it's a reality of people who it always bothers me this time of the seasons when when people are talking about presidential hopefuls and and all the pundits are just throwing out names. Oh, here's a name somebody knows. Yeah, they're gonna they got a shot, and they they miss the fact that as as humans and as Americans, we are pretty superficial, and there are a lot of things that will disqualify. Uh, a candidate that have nothing to do with policy. Now, I I had this debate with with some friends back in the day when, um, uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking. The the uh, don't tell me it's McCain. Howard Dean. No, oh, okay. Because <clears throat> you're actually Howard Dean is a good example of what I think your yeah. point you're trying to make is that he didn't lose the presidential race in the primary on anything other than just screaming weird one time. Yeah. He was the front runner until right. that. Was so weird. Yeah. And and Robert Kennedy, I'm not sure exactly what the the cause of it is, but he he has a really hard time talking. Um yes, he does. And and that's going to put people off and somewhat subconsciously, somewhat consciously, it's yeah. like people have a, an expectation of a leader to be authoritative and commanding and <laughs> <clears throat> I just have a feeling that's going to throw people off without even bothering to hear what he has to say. Um, and, th- and that's just one example, but it happens. And yeah, no, it's unfortunate, but it's true. It's actually one of the first things I thought about because I've I've actually tried to play audio from him on the show a few times, and it's just hard to listen to. Yeah. He has a tough time speaking. He's struggling to get it to get it out. Um. Maybe that's why he canceled the interview with us. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't do a lot of them. Could be. He he did a really long one with with Tucker and yeah. Well, and that's Tucker. So you know, it was it was 
interesting and very. I mean, he has a lot to say. It's worth hearing him out, but I'm I'm afraid a lot of people won't because mm-hmm. one of preconceptions. I guess maybe it's maybe it's a generational thing. The the Kennedys aren't that big of a deal to younger people these no, days. No, but that that is an aspect of this that I think is pretty interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me, is that this is a Kennedy, you yeah. know, and <clears throat> still running for the Democrat ticket. So it's not as if he if it, that would be more of a story if he was running on the Republican side yeah. at this point. That oh my gosh, a Kennedy's running on the Republican side, um, but he's not. He's and it's not like that name carries weight with voters now. Or like oh, it's a Kennedy, right? But it's just it is still just kind of a footnote. To the whole thing that this is Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. it's still, and he's challenging the system. I think that's a topic you and I have discussed before, and I don't know if we've discussed it in terms of RFK or, but we certainly have with Tulsi Gabbard, mm-hmm. that there are these people now <clears throat> who are not conservatives, but it's almost as if you're creating, so you have Republicans and Democrats with policy, but then you have like insiders or deep staters or whatever you want to call them and not those people, whatever you want to call them, whether you want to say America first and actually put a political label on it or just anti-establishment people who really, in a lot of ways, those are the two parties that a lot of the, um, I guess MAGA crowd, if you, I can't, I, I don't even want to put those labels on it, but the people who are really concerned about, the future of the country and the deep state control. It's the people who say it this way. They say uh, it's the uniparty. You're fighting against the uniparty. Yeah. The people who say that get that RFK on a lot of policy is not a conservative at all. No. And neither is Tulsi Gabbard. But bring those people into the fold because the main enemy is this globalist, right. deep state, you know, unelected government that exists that kind of pulls all the strings behind the scenes and you don't know it. And you and I have talked about this extensively, but he falls into that category perfectly. Yeah. And I, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm like, bring those people in because even though I don't agree with your, your, you know, gun policy or your abortion policies, RFK. Mm-hmm. More importantly, you're getting to the root of issues right. that need to be solved because tyranny can come in a lot of different packages. And as long as you're fighting against that big government tyranny, that you're, you're singing to me right now. Yeah. I mean, the, the insiders don't really have policy issues. They don't have platforms anymore. It's, it's all about survival of the... yeah. Of, of themselves. Of themselves. And it's whatever we need to say, whatever we need to believe, uh, in air quotes, um, that will keep us in power. Yeah. And so there, there's no substance to it. And un- unfortunately, when you go head-to-head on a political level, the the outsiders don't really—we haven't figured out how to make that happen yet. No. Because the minute you get into it— you are, in a way, forced or trapped or coerced or whatever into the mindset of, yeah, now you're here, you got to keep power or you're ineffective. So it, it's sort of a self-fulfilling 
thing. Yeah. If you if I'm going to be the guy that goes in and Trump's the only person, it's because he's independently wealthy who's who's ever been able to do it. Mm-hmm. That that I can think of even in modern history, the only person who could genuinely say I don't care mm-hmm. about your power and about being a part of any of that. I'm just going to get in and get out and do what I want to do while I'm there. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone has successfully, besides him, has been successful in that. And look at the backlash. Yeah. I mean, of, of the week. I mean, you could pick apart month by month how they try to stop him in any way possible. And yes, I am talking about the state. I'm talking about the deep state. I'm talking about the government coming after him in every possible regard and the media. So imagine you're just a, a, a local representative. Yeah. Who's I'm gonna who's, make a difference. Make a difference. You just Yeah. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. And comes back dead. Yeah. <laughs> in a body bag. In a body bag. Uh before we get to the break here, because we, we gotta run, but I I the topic that we're talking about is 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 one that's interesting, is pervasive. I mean, it affects the way even I'm able to do the show. And l- let me explain what that means. When I look for sources on things, there is, as I've discovered in being in media now for 20 plus years, and not all of it in news media, so some of that doesn't apply, but some does, that there is a sense in which um, hosts and uh, journalists that I've been around, they, they need a source, they need an authoritative source to quote, and it's almost to protect themselves from either scrutiny or liability a lot of times. And they're afraid to report on the kind of stuff that we're talking about, like RFK talks about Mm -hmm. and writes a book about, for Mm -hmm. instance. They're afraid to report on that stuff because they don't know whether or not it's crackpotty or it's it's a little too much. And so it is a full-time job and it is something that I try to do all the time, as much time as I have, because we're very busy here. I mean, I'm on every day. But... Um, to try to whittle, not just take news stories at their word just because they came from the Washington Post. Because mm-hmm. the Washington Post listens to the CIA and goes, oh, what do you want me to write? Right. They do. They, yeah. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. And th- so everybody looks to this higher authority instead of just being an authority as much as they can. That's why these blank disturbers like RFK, I really like them and may not even agree with them 100% of the time. But I just appreciate them so much because they're doing the work and so few people are out there doing that work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, honestly, we're not going to know those people's names because they do the work and they find out, oh, actually, there was nothing here. Great. Yeah. You still did the work. It's, it's, it's not until you really uncover something that's kind of a bombshell that you become a name and then people either agree or disagree with you become a lightning rod. But it just takes... I just... I praise those people because it takes so much work, not just legwork, but like almost gumption of of spirit to be able to go up against the system mm-hmm. in such a way. And we just need so many more people like that. And I don't want to discredit those people who are doing it, even if they're off sometimes, because they're out there doing it alone. They don't yeah. have usually big organizations behind them because the big organizations are afraid for themselves. Right. They're afraid for liability purposes of saying what needs to be said half the time. And they go, eh, I don't know. 
Right. Uh, that one doesn't have the backing of the U.S. government, therefore I'm not protected, you know. Yeah. They're afraid to go after it. Right. Anyway, we'll break on that. Uh, Roy is going to be back in the next hour, so stick around. If you like old Roy, if you don't, you should definitely go away. Be right back. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.